You're listening to Retrospection Radio Theater from the creative mind of Noah Martin. Brought to you by Retrospection Multimedia. It takes a lot of work to make these stories, so I'd like to point out to you that we have a Patreon and Ko-fi in the description below. A small donation of $5 can get you access to exclusive content and help keep the lights on in the lighthouse here in Madison. Featured in tonight's cast are Noah Martin as the narrator and additional voices, Jesse Labrie as Otto Landon Meyer, and Tiffany Perdue as Skylar Gertrude Meyer. Our theme song, Look At Me Now, was produced by Alexi Sarakinis and Wonderland. We are proud to bring you Retrospection Radio Theater Season 6, The Imposter Within. He was born at the cusp of the new millennium. While everyone was worried about Y2K and computers shutting down forever, he was waking his parents in the middle of the night and worrying them. The stress of being a new parent was strong, and they often asked themselves if they had made the right choice to have a child. The child's name is Otto Landon Meyer, named after his great-grandfather who was a German immigrant and farmer that traveled to America just before the Great War. His parents chose his name for him at the behest of his grandparents, who believed deeply in their German ancestry. Before Otto was born, his fate was sealed for him. He was to be named Otto. He was to go to school in Maine. He was to go to college, and he was to take over the family business which would allow him to purchase a house. He was to have a wife. He was to marry. He was to have kids. And he was to die. Both his parents and his grandparents had planned out his entire life for him. But they forgot that life has a weird way of twisting and turning plans. No amount of foresight could have prepared Otto's family for the man that he would become. On a cold winter's night in the dreary month of December, Otto's mother announced that she was pregnant. Mr. Meyer was ecstatic, and he began painting one of the guest rooms a sweet baby blue. He was so certain that he would have a son that he went out and purchased various rather corny clothes with sayings such as, son of a farmer and best blueberry baby around. Nine months later, the Meyer family found themselves in a hospital surrounded by stale lights and frantic nurses. Otto was forced to wait in the hallway with his aunt, and so he read the boxcar children for hours on end until a nurse came out and suggested he come into the room. Otto left his aunt behind and entered into the room as a slew of people exited. All that was left was his mother, who lay in bed holding a bundle of cloths with a grin from ear to ear on her face. Standing behind her was Mr. Meyer, whose arms were folded and whose expression was that of annoyance and disdain. Nobody knows whether Mrs. Meyer knew the gender of the baby beforehand, or if she was as surprised as her husband. That day, Otto met his sister and best friend, Skylar Gertrude Meyer. Otto and Skyler grew up over the course of the 2000s. They liked watching Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and Tom and Jerry. From a young age, the two were inseparable. 
Skylar was barely four years old and Otto had just turned five. Their parents made them play various sports to see if one might stick, but Otto didn't really care much for running around and kicking a ball into a goal. He didn't have the hand-eye coordination to dribble a basketball. The only sport he was ever good at was baseball, and that's because a tee was placed in front of him and it was nigh impossible to miss a stationary ball. Skylar, on the other hand, she took to every sport she played. She was able to run up and down a soccer field with ease. She normally hit a triple per baseball game, and Mr. Meyer found himself annoyed nearly every He often complained to his wife that their daughter acted more like a son than their actual son. He was disappointed and was afraid that he'd have no one to leave his family farm to. When Mrs. Meyer suggested that he leave it to them both, Mr. Meyer scoffed. One way or another, he believed that his son would grow into the man that he ought to be. Otto enjoyed running around on the playground, climbing imaginary mountains, and having climactic sword fights with sticks. He and Skylar would wrestle, and they often played with the same toys. They both liked to make massive armies and fight each other, and one of Otto's favorite games was to play hide-and-seek tag, a rather simple game, and a common favorite among children his age. He enjoyed the thrill of being chased, like any other child, but his favorite part of the game was being it. He enjoyed looking about the playground, trying to find hiding spots. He'd always act like he didn't see the kid hiding in the tree, the kid hiding behind a pole. But then, he'd get closer and strike. When Otto wasn't playing games, he attended school at the local Madison Elementary. The second one that had opened since the city's population boom in the 1970s. While most families had immigrated, some, like the Myers, had been around for a long time. In fact, there was always a Meyer that lived on the Bismarck Farm. Farm itself was named after the Prussian leader and was actually the namesake for Otto Landenmeyer. His parents had hoped that, just like Otto von Bismarck, Otto Meyer would be a great and strong leader. In a way, they were right. The Bismarck Farm was a vast stretch of land on the northeastern portion of the peninsula. The Meyer family had built up a somewhat successful farm which only grew when it struck at the opportunity to sell various blueberry products, like fresh pies and wines when the city began to invite tourism. This took a small family-owned farm and made it into a city-wide empire. It was not uncommon to find Bismarck pies in a bakery across town, or chocolate-covered Bismarck blueberries in the surrounding cities. Yes, the Meyer family was doing well, and Otto grew up wanting for naught. He spent most of his childhood playing, attending school, and working on the farm. Otto's parents began to see changes in him by the time he was 10 years old. Otto stopped playing as many games, and he found interest in various arts. His father grew worried that his son might give up his potential life as a farmer and businessman to pursue music and singing. But he begrudgingly supported his child nevertheless. Maybe one day Otto could write a jingle for the family farm. And perhaps Otto would design a new logo for them. On Otto's 12th birthday, his mother gave him a beautifully carved guitar. 
She then paid for lessons. You see, dear listener, Otto's parents had so many thoughts and aspirations for their child, so many ideas of what he could be, that they almost forgot to inspire what he is. His mother would debate with his father, and slowly his father came around to the idea of raising an artist. The part of him still longed for the perfect son he had imagined nearly a decade before. It wasn't long after that birthday that Mr. Meyer's heart began to soften after many nights of persuasion from his wife. On a particularly warm day in the summer, Mr. Meyer paused his back-breaking work to look at his 12-year-old son and 11-year-old daughter. Skylar was struggling to lift a crate of blueberries. Mr. Meyer watched Otto notice and then make his way over to his sister. Otto had her set it down, and then said a few inaudible words. He then grabbed one end of the crate while she grabbed the other. And despite having to do his own work, he sacrificed some of his time to help his sister not fall behind. And finally, Mr. Myers saw the leader that Otto was. Otto wasn't the charismatic person. He wouldn't stand up in front of a crowd and sway them to vote for him to be president. He was a caring child that saw others struggling around him, and he went on his way to lift them up. After so many years of attending her sporting events and teaching her to work the farm, Mr. Meyer finally saw Skylar as a girl willing to work with others to achieve her goals. It was at this moment that Mr. Meyer's idea of the future began to shift. Instead of a world where his perfect son ran the family farm while his daughter was left aside to do whatever she wanted, he saw a world where the two of them could work together and hold one another up to become successful. Mr. Meyer let out the faintest hint of a grin. His family wasn't what he expected it to be, but it was still perfect. Shift away from the same events you've heard from history class over and over again. Listen to bite-sized historical stories that drift from the normal frequency of history. Retrospection Multimedia is proud to present Frequency Drift. New episodes on Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Real history. Real life. Reality. Tell your stories through Retrospection Multimedia, an audiovisual organization dedicated to helping you succeed. We offer video editing, live event and podcasting services, and now, for a limited time only, sign up for the Ground Up Deal. The deal includes podcast consulting, editing, and coaching services. We will also create your own podcast website and RSS feed. Within a few weeks, your podcast will be available on every podcatcher. Order now at www.retrospectionmultimedia.com. Otto hardly ever went anywhere without his sister. The two of them watched TV together, worked together, had the same friends, and enjoyed the same activities. Otto's friends didn't mind bringing his sister along either, and soon they accepted her as just one of the guys. 
They grew up together, maturing through middle school and into high school with one another. Otto was the first to receive his learner's permit, even though he had been driving farm equipment for years. Mr. Meyer drove them to the BMV, and Otto drove the two of them back. That night, Mr. Meyer took Otto into the city, parked at a Greek restaurant, and hopped in shotgun. He made his son drive them through the streets of Madison and find his way home. It took a little longer than the 20-minute drive normally should, but eventually, Otto found his bearings and brought them safely home. That night was the first time Otto saw his father cry. Mr. Meyer turned to Otto after they had parked, and tears streamed down his face. Barely audibly, Mr. Meyer choked out, I'm proud of you. He hugged his son. Three days later, Otto came home from school. He had taken the bus while Skylar had stayed behind to practice soccer. He opened the front door to the family farm and called for his mother. She didn't respond. And so Otto assumed that she had gone shopping or was working in the field. He entered into his home and laid his backpack on the family dinner table. He stretched his hands into the air and released a loud yawn. He blinked a few times, then walked towards his room. As he moved down the hallway, he found that his parents' door was open. He stepped inside and turned on the light. The light bulb illuminated the room to show his father laying in bed, his eyes closed. Otto apologized to his father and turned off the light. Then he walked back into his room and laid down. His mind drifted between a cute girl at school and the fact that he had so much homework to do. Eventually, he drifted off into a dreamless sleep. He awoke half an hour later, though his mind was groggy and unsure if it had truly been that short of a time. He stepped up and made his way back down the hallway. Noticing his father's door was still open, he entered. He slowly made his way over to his father and gently shook him. He reminded his father that they normally worked on the farm at this time, and that Otto was ready to do his chores. When his dad did not awake, he shook a little harder and spoke a little louder. His father still did not awake. And then fear began to stir in the pits of his stomach. It inched his way into his heart. He called for his father. He shook him more violently. But still, his dad did not awake. Otto felt a tear fall down his face, and then another. And soon, he was rushing out of the room and pulling his cell phone out of his pocket. He called his mother, he called his sister, and both promised to make their way home immediately. He called 911, and within an hour, an ambulance had arrived. The paramedics pronounced Mr. Meyer dead on the spot. Skylar arrived in time to see her father's covered body wheeled out on a stretcher. Mrs. Meyer arrived shortly after. The first month after Mr. Meyer's death was the hardest. The second wasn't much better. Mrs. Meyer tried her best to keep herself together around the kids, but she struggled. Skylar dove into sports and she spent more and more hours away from home moving from practice to practice. Otto tried his best to keep the farm running, but soon 
he grew tired of the work. He started writing music and painting artwork. He spent countless hours painting portraits of his family when they were whole, when they were happy. But the more time spent without his father, the darker his paintings became, the worse his lyrics were. By the end of high school, his music sounded like a jumbled mess of random chords and screaming. His mother hired hands to work on the farm to replace the four of them, and soon the only one still doing their chores was Skylar. Otto had made a decision to go away for college, to get as far away from Madison as he possibly could. He applied to various schools, but the only one that accepted him was the University of Madison, a small college just outside the southern part of the city. With no other options, Otto went to college in his hometown, though he was tired of staying at home, so he decided to pay an ungodly amount of money to live merely 15 minutes away from the family farm. Despite living so close, Otto only returned home on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Skylar would graduate a year later, and instead of going to college, she doubled down on working on the farm. She had it in her mind that her brother would return from college and take over the farm so she could go to college to learn business. On the rare occasions that Otto returned home, Skylar would attempt to convince her brother to come back and to take the family farm so she could go to college too. She tried to make him agree, but... Graduation came, and Otto never returned. Months went by, and Skylar grew more and more angry. The beginning of fall semester came and went, and then spring semester, and Skylar saw her opportunity begin to slip away as she was crushed under the weight of running such a large business alone. One day, she called her brother and invited him to lunch. She prepared herself knowing full well that the worst would likely happen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Retrospection Radio Theater. Featured in this season are Noah Martin as narrator and additional voices, Jesse Labrie as Otto Landon Meyer, and Tiffany Perdue as Skylar Gertrude Meyer. Our theme song, Look at Me Now, was produced by Alexi Sarakinis and Wonderland. Check in to wherever you listen to podcasts on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. You can donate to the Ko-fi or Patreon link in the description below. Your donations go to paying cast members and helping produce content. This episode was produced by Retrospection Multimedia. You can get in contact and start your own podcast at www.retrospectionmultimedia.com. Join us again next week for the thrilling episode of Retrospection Radio Theater Season 6.